I'm Sean. Hi, and I'm Shannon. And we're the host of Wifey and Baby Mama. Thank you all for joining us again, and welcome to all of our new listeners to this week's episode titled Many Men. As promised, when we started this podcast, we're going to explore a lot of different angles of blended families and relationships. And tonight is definitely a side that we felt is important when dealing with children. Um, we thought taking a look at the dynamic of a situation when there's more than one male in the picture could be beneficial for families who are dealing with or that may deal with people who have children in the future. Um, now, this will be our female perspective. You know, we can't speak as males. However, Shannon and I have both experienced having um, experienced this, you know, having children with men who are no longer in relationships with us. But we will always have or at least should have, you know, some sort of connection with because we share a child. Um, maybe not so much with you anymore, Shannon, as your son has grown, but I'm right. actually still dealing with it, you know, having teenage children and having to interact with their fathers when it comes to the needs of my daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even even though my son has grown, you know, I do have a good relationship with the common denominator and or buddy and you. So <laughs> You know, because our our dynamic is probably a lot different than other people, Uh, even as my son matures and gets older and older, becomes an old, old man, I still (laughs) can feel comfortable saying, hey, I can reach out to Buddy, you know, because it's okay for, you know, whatever's going on with with his grown son. But for the most part, I don't have to. Yeah, it's it's, it's a given or I should say a given. It's understood that it's okay, but I don't have to. I I know that my son is old enough to reach out to his father himself and I don't have to reach in or, you know, step in or whatever. So I am grateful that the, the door is open but I don't use it or take advantage of it or, you know, right. Um, but mis- even with misuse, misuse it. it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but even with him being grown, it's things that you're going to want to say, like, you know, like I said, it, you know, Hey, he's thinking about changing jobs. Like he's kind of undecisive mm-hmm. as a male. What would you do? You know, you oh, have yeah. a husband that I'm sure the little things as a oh, male, yeah. you can go to your husband for But as his father, he may say, you may say, you know, he's thinking about doing this, buddy. Could you try and change his mind? I don't think this is a good path for him. You know, I don't care how old the child get. You're still their parents. And it's going to be necessary. Exactly. And here's a perfect example of that actual situation. This happened probably about, I don't know, five, six years ago. So my Mm -hmm. my son was still an adult, but he was running a food truck. I had bought him Mm -hmm. a food truck trying to set him up in life. I'm like, let me give you this food truck business, do this, blah, blah, blah. A situation happened where, um, uh, someone from Hollywood wanted to possibly record a, or start filming a reality show about this food truck or whatever. And my son wasn't on board. <laughs> he was he was going off like this happens to people every day. So of course I call Buddy. <laughs> I'm like, what? You mm-hmm. your son? Yeah. Well, he, de- he, de- he does not want to meet with this Hollywood person, blah, 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 whatever. Wow. So in that situation, I felt I it was that. necessary. Yeah. You remember that? Yep, I remember get- that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like somebody needs to. Yeah, yeah, somebody needs to get on this boy. 
Yeah. So ultimately nothing happened from it because my son did not really want to work that food truck and we're no longer, no longer in that business, but, but it was but an example of, <laughs> yeah, it's just an example of the, where I did reach out, you know, to say, buddy Hey, say, could hey. you help me out with this? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that, but that goes to show too, that even though he's grown, you know, this is something yeah. as parents, we need to come together on because it's for the benefit of our child. But exactly. the real side of that is, once that child is grown, we can try and influence them. But once they're grown, Shannon, they have to make their own minds up. I know. So yeah, ultimately, yeah. you two may have seen the opportunity in it. But what can you do when they're grown? You know, what can you do? Right. So <laughs> I want to talk about like, first of all, with all of our topics, you know, the healthy aspect of the topic of many men, which, of course, would be, you know, everyone establishing a good, wholesome relationship. And hash out a way to raise the children the most positive way possible. Now, note I said positive, you know, not perfect. Um, right. Of course, there will be disagreements. Not everyone involved, you know, Shannon, will see eye to eye at all time. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But don't at any point dads think if things boil over or something can't be resolved, you know, by holding hands and singing Kumbaya, that we failed now. You know, things are going to happen. Right. People are not always going to agree. But learn whatever lesson you need and make strides to keep things moving in the right direction. Right. You know, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Now, another, you know, look at that would be the not so positive side (laughs) where there's more than one man and everyone wants to be the boss, you know, in a relationship, you know, when co-parenting fellas, there's no room for egos, you know, and just because you made a child doesn't make you a father. You can't, Mm -hmm. you know, in your rightful mind, think you can float around living your best life, not helping that woman getting a different woman pregnant every month because you have those, you know, doing anything and everything besides helping raise that child, then have an issue or opinion when someone steps up and starts interacting with the child and, you know, and being with the mom. Now, don't miss me. You know, I've, I've learned to make myself mm-hmm. clear when I say things. I, I, I had that symptom. I, I hear what I want to hear. So let me make, I, I had that <laughs> symptom. Thank, I've been delivered. So let me say it again and hear me clearly. Being an absent father doesn't mean you're still not that child's father. You know, nothing can change that unless you abuse the child. And in my case, you wouldn't be in about his dad because I'm going to send you to glory. But, you know, back to my point, being a bad dad doesn't change the DNA, you know, or negate you from your responsibility once the mother's gotten with a responsible man. You know, none of that changes. But if you want some rights and opinions, you have to be offering some sort of assistance to that child. You know, if things are hard on you, Shannon, you may not have money. If you're out of work, offer your time, Mm -hmm. offer to babysit, attend PTAs to take some pressure off of the mom somehow, you know? Yeah. And, or, I mean, just being present, period. That's it. You know, I I hear this a lot from, you know, um, people that grew up in a, a, from, or from a broken home. And even with me, you know, um, I was, of course, very close to my father. My father was my everything. But we were, you know, however many miles away from him and he wasn't a daily um, constant in my life uh, from, you know, from what most people look at from an ideal father situation. But I had, <laughs> yeah, I had him on my a pedestal. Yeah, I had him on a pedestal. My father was an over-the-road yeah. My father was an over-the-road yeah. trucker, Shannon. I didn't see my father often see? either, but he was a financial yeah. support. But I didn't yeah. see him. My my stepfather yeah. raised me, so I totally understand. But I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. 
Yeah, but I, you know, the same way you had your father on a pedestal, because I we've talked about this. You know, both of us, <laughs> we we valued our fathers. We you know, adored them. Yeah, um, yeah, adored them. And when I look at, um, you know, my my father, he remarried after my mother, and he stayed married, of course, to the day he died, because that's my father. He was just a faithful guy. You know, he just right. like I'm <laughs> not. You know, I'm not here. I'm not trying to bounce around from you know, chick to chick to chick or whatever, not passing judgment on those that right. do that. I don't want us to sound real, real preachy, even though we are a little right. preachy, but, um, a bit. um <laughs> just a tiny bit, but, um, you know, the fact that he, he was there, you know, he was a constant, even though I didn't see him constantly, you know, he was a constant. If anytime I reached out, he was there. Anytime I picked up the phone, he called me every single day. That's one thing I mm-hmm. can say about my dad. I never went a day without hearing him. Or if I missed a call, I got a voicemail, you know? And so of course I knew to call him right back. And I'm so blessed that I still have one of his final voicemails. And some people may call it a little, you know, crazy, but I have to listen to it every week. Sometimes I every day. I totally get it. I get it. I, I was like all shaky and nervous. I didn't want to turn my father's yeah. phone off because I wanted to be able to call oh, and hear yeah. his voicemail, you know? Yes, and yes. I, I think he, my father's been dead two years. Everybody like, okay, now you about to pay this bill. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't the matter. Whole po- yeah, mm-hmm. the whole point was I wanted to hear his voice. I, I, I mm-hmm. totally get it. They have to, yeah. they were present to some capacity. You know what I mean? Right. Whether it was right. physically, financially, we knew daddy. And we mm-hmm. knew that, I, well, I knew, and I, it sounds like I can speak mm-hmm. for you too when I say, yep, if can. I called my daddy, it was all right. Mm-hmm. If my daddy said I could do it, it's nothing else somebody else mm-hmm. could tell me. <laughs> That's right. You know, if I burned a house down and I had the fire yeah. in one hand, girl, and the paper in the other, he'd yeah. be like, she didn't do that. That's exactly. how much my father believed in me. So <laughs> the point we're trying to make here is don't think you can be MIA, fellas. And then when another man comes along, here you come pulling the daddy card. Like you have to do something right. to earn that right besides donate sperm. You know, right. it, it's more to being a daddy than that. And mm-hmm. once that woman is in a healthy relationship, don't do that to the child, you know, mm-hmm. or, or disturb their peace. Because as we've discussed quite often, any static or chaos with the adults will definitely affect the kids. You know, Right, right. And the, and the flip side to that too, you know, some men may say, oh, she's in another relationship. So they move on, forgetting about their kids with that. That woman, is so you true. Know? Yep, and I'm like, why do y'all do that? And it just creates so much anger in the children and they grow and up hurt. and they never let it go. Yeah. Hurt and anger. Yes, you're right. Hurt and anger. And they never let it go. I talk to grown women my age who are still holding on to, yeah, they got daddy issues. Like, oh, he moved on with the other woman and her kids. He's raising her kids. Or I'm like, but you're 50, still talking about him and these other kids. What have you done as an adult to fix that? It can't all be on, in my opinion now, I know I'm going to get some backlash, but it can't all be on that parent. It has to be... Uh, once you're an adult, now, if you're a kid, that's different. But once you're an adult and you recognize that there's been something wrong there, if you don't try to fix it, then don't talk about it. Don't it's dwell on it. Move on. 
But if you're going to dog this man or dog that woman, if it's a mother, because it could be a mother too, but in this episode, episode, we're talking about men. Yeah, we get to them next week. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) But if you're going to dog this man, you know, the entire, your entire lifetime, it's like you're, you're, you're wasting your life. It's, it's either you fix it or you forget it. One or the other. Don't just keep dogging and talking trash. And I hear because that so much. It's not just bad on the father. Okay, they did what they did, and that's definitely wrong. But mm-hmm. when you continue to harp on it, it keeps you in that place. It doesn't yes. allow you to move on. You right. have to f- fix it and forget it, like you said, or just forget it and forgive it altogether mm-hmm. and just move mm-hmm. on. But right. my my opinion and my advice would be to fix it. And again, I know we're going to talk about the women next week, but I went on with my mom like that. All of my 20s and 30s, my mom and I were not in a good place, but I constantly fought and prayed for a relationship with my mom. And when she got herself together, those, I think it's about seven years when she was like on her right path before she passed were the best years of my life. Had I harped Mm -hmm. on mom wasn't there mom left me mm-hmm. like you said i know we're mm-hmm. talking about men mm-hmm. but i didn't have daddy issues yeah. so i'm just referring to yeah. a mom situation i <laughs> wouldn't right, have never right. i would have never you know been able to have that if i would have held on to that hurt mm-hmm. and i would and it was definitely all on her because like you said when you're a kid there's nothing you can do about the way you're treated or or right. you know whatever but i just still knew that was my mom and i knew you get yeah. but one so yes. at all costs i wanted to fix it with her you know So I'm, you know, um, back on the last aspect of this topic I want to explore before we move on is, um, for the women, now that I'm speaking on my mom, you know, in our case, women don't let many men be a negative for the children. You know, it's always great to have help, but it's even better to be cautious. You know, when it's, you know, when I went throughout my dating phases, no one met my children until I was sure it was moving to something serious. I also mm-hmm. spoke with my children's father and was like, hey, this is what, you know, I met such and such. This is what it is. This is what we're doing. Giving them insight on my new partner and the fact mm-hmm. that they will now be around your child, too. You know, I know none of my children's father had to ever worry if I was being smart in that area, because anyone who knows me, Shannon, know it's for a reason, baby. I'll, I'll, I'll rock that orange jumpsuit without a doubt. And that's mm-hmm. for my four kids. But I yes. played fair. Because I would want to know if they had other women and who they had around my kids, if the shoe was on the other foot. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, and that that's interesting to me, too, that you mention that. <laughs> You're interested in who the other women are around your kids. Because there are women who don't care. <laughs> you know, there are. They, not me. They, there are. <laughs> I know. Yeah, me either. Um, I always... I, I did not introduce my son to, to people either until he was, you know, I want to say 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. But when he was younger, no, it was like, That's no, right. you're, you're not meeting anybody. Um, you know, you're going to my, to my dad's for the weekend while I go out on a date, you know, that type right. of thing. You right. Know? So. And that's what, I mean, unless you know it's something serious, that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to probably step on some toes here, ladies, but thank me later. You know, it's in no way, <laughs> shape or form healthy to have all kinds of men around your children, you know, boys yeah. or girls. In this right. sick world we live in, we gonna have to guard these babies with all we got. Yeah. And if you want to throw it back on OnlyFans, you want to throw it back in Vegas, on Broadway, mm-hmm. wherever, keep that yeah. away from your kids. 
You know, I'm yeah. not judging. Like we said, we never, we're not here to judge. We're not in a position to do that. Cause now that nope. we've made our mistakes, it don't make us better than anyone else. We just have wisdom to try to keep someone else for doing it. We try to use our wisdom to negate other people from doing the things that we did. So <clears throat> I can just tell you, besides it being physically unsafe to have all these different men, it's mm-hmm. emotionally scarring to children. Yeah, I think, yeah. Shannon, you said on a previous episode, things may not affect everyone to the same degree, but anything that's unhealthy will have some kind of effect, whether it's right now the, ch- the child stays alive or when they mm-hmm. get into their own relationships, you know? Yeah. And I know we'll touch on um, some, you know, more serious topics, but I can say what you just uh, touched on about, you know, unhealthy. Um, it, I had a conversation last week with um, someone that I know, um, another black girl, and she was talking about, you know, being, you know, sexually assaulted as a young girl. And that happens mm. to so many of us. And you believe it including me. And I have to say that I'm putting it out there. You know, it has happened. I, it's hard for me to meet, um, you know, young black girls that haven't gone through something and you black boys, right. black boys don't want to talk about Absolutely. it, but they have gone through it too. So when you're bringing in all of these negative energies and all of this, whatever for your own pleasure and not thinking about your kids, or you may trust this person. Some people are really, really that good. You know, where you the like, sides. that's uh-huh. right. Yeah. Oh, they're so, wonderful. Yeah. So you might say, oh, this is the best person for my family, my child or my children or whatever. Just, I don't know, have the proper discernment, have strong people around you, have people that, you know, you can trust because, you know, everyone's going to have an opinion and some people are going to be haters. You know, you're not, right. they're going to like, oh, they're not for me, but you have to be able to recognize who's for you and who's, you know, there for y- your kids, you know, that's right. And build, build that fence, have, have, let God help you build that armor protection around you and use your, discernment your in children. all areas mm-hmm. of your life but especially yes. when it comes to your children use use your holy yes. deter- um discernment because i'm mm-hmm. telling you it's not there it, it's not there for nothing it, it, it was right. there to put us to use to protect and guide us especially at a younger age and until those kids can make their own decisions it's our job to protect them you know mm-hmm. so right. i you know my, my my background is law enforcement like it goes back and that's my thing like that's what i love so I watch all these crime TV shows and you wouldn't believe like judges, lawyers, doctors, you know, the mother thinking like, you know, their family got it going on and they've been raping mm-hmm. the daughter for 11, 12 years or yeah, the uncle has yeah. been raping the child. They're sending yeah. them to Uncle Raymond's house, you know, per se mm-hmm. for the weekend. And the kid mm-hmm. been getting raped. And guess what? The mother's so busy living her life. She ain't trying to hear the child. So it's right. important to really know our children. It's important to yeah. listen to our children and guard them. Yeah. And when it comes to the subject of many men in any capacity keep the children's best interests first yes absolutely all right so i'm going to move into my red line segment for tonight red lines yes ma'am today's red line topic is she moved on and i'm not having it <laughs> so fellas nothing triggers some men like your women find your woman finally moving on especially if children are involved once she's in a new relationship that's not the time to realize you need to step up and randomly start fixing stuff 
Um, start popping up at her house, checking tire pressure, constantly asking your kids about her new situation. None of that. If that woman has moved on and is healthy for your child, nothing else concerns you. Nine times out of 10, she gave you, given you more than enough chances to get it right before she moved on with someone else. Women, most real women anyways, would prefer to be with the child's father to avoid bringing someone new into their child's space for all the reasons we've discussed during this episode, but not at the cost of our own health, respect, or happiness. It comes a time when you have to call it, kid or not. What outcasts say, you can go on and get the hell on you and your mama. Sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> you and your mama. <laughs> or in this case, Mr. Jackson, whatever your name Mr. is. <laughs> yeah, go on and get the hell on now. We done did that. It ain't working. Sometimes dating requires women going through multiple phases to get to the right person. But give that woman space and time to figure out how to get on with her life without having to go back and forth with you. Mm-hmm. And that's love my red line it. topic for tonight. Thank you. All right. I love it. Yes. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I'm in total agreement with that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Move on. All right. Our final segment. Um, oh, before we get into the final segment, we just want to give you um, a reminder <laughs> of submitting your red line submissions to wifey and baby mama at gmail.com. Please submit your red line submissions in order to win a $100 gift card. We had a winner for the month of May. Um, and the and month of June we, winner should be coming up in two weeks. So you oh guys yeah. better get them submitted. So because we're going to be picking exactly. <laughs> soon. Yep. We yeah, will we're going to have a new winner. Yes. So please submit your, your red line submission. Even if you don't, feel like, you know, they're that deep enough or you might question, I don't know if they would, you know, play this or if they would, if this one would win or qualify, yeah, if it would win, it doesn't matter. Please submit them. We will. Because all we're going to do is pick them out. We don't go by subject topic. (laughs) So we're just going to pick it out. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. I'm writing nothing crazy now. You know, we ain't (laughs) sanctified Holy Ghost field holy rollers, but we, you know, we got a little respect about the show. So yeah, just crazy now. (laughs) Just a little bit now, but we we try to keep it respectful for all listeners of all age. So don't yes, put nothing crazy because I'm do. telling you now we ain't reading it. But We're you not. know we, we it's not to the point where it got to be uh you know PG yeah. six or we, either. We, I don't know. We could probably clean it up if if we maybe. clean it up maybe. Yeah, we can maybe. clean it up. So submit it. Maybe you know <laughs> submit it, but we <laughs> try to keep it clean. <laughs> try, please, please. All right. Now we're on to the final segment um, that we like to call the fictional family I'm feeling. Um, And this week, the fictional family is a different type of family. (laughs) You know, typically I would say the Johnsons or the Adams or whatever. The Jeffersons. (laughs) The Jeffersons. (laughs) This fictional family is the Kind of like blended families because it is comes from the movie Life, the 1999 film. I don't know if you all remember. That's my girl. That's one of my top five. <laughs> I love that movie. Eddie, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Oh, my gosh. I've seen this movie a hundred <laughs> times. But the scene I'm going to talk about tonight is the one where, um, you know, uh, Bokeem Woodbine. 
he is can't get his right. Character can't get right. Can't get right. <laughs> he actually impregnates and uh, the warden's daughter, and the baby comes out black because the warden is white. White white warden, white daughter has this little black baby, <laughs> and of course all the but, prisoners are on the black. chain gang. I'm, it's black on the chain gang. Yes, on the chain gang. <laughs> Because, oh, yes, so I forgot to, you know, set that up, too, because this was back in based in the 1960s or something like that. Yes. Because, you know, we don't have chain gangs today. So, right. Based in the 1960s. So, um, so the warden comes out with this little baby, this little black baby, and he's holding it up against all the prisoners are lined up. I'm sorry. They're lined up. I'm I'm horrible at telling a story. I can write it down <laughs> very, very well, but verbally. um. I'm sure you've all picked that up by now. But anyway, they're all lining up um, and the warden is walking by holding this little black baby up beside the face of each prisoner, you know, looking to see who it looks like. And then he brings it to can't get right and can't get right is fine until the warden turns around. Then he starts laughing because he knows that's his baby. And so the warden turns around. He's like, what you laughing at, boy? This your baby? Or something like that. And so one by one, Eddie Murphy steps out. Martin Lawrence steps out. They all step out. And they're like, it's my baby. It's my baby. It's my baby. No, it's my baby. It's my baby. And then, of course, we all know the 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 very the our famous or favorite character, Bernie Mac as Jango Leg. What does he say, Sean? I'm the pappy. I'm the pappy. I'm the pappy. Jangling, jangling. So see this your segment. Why you wanna make me cut up? Oh, I know. But many men, many men. So all these <laughs> men stood up. They all stood up to protect can't get right. one man. You know. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. Woman. Okay. That's a different spin. I see you. <laughs> That's a different spin. I like that. Yes, totally okay. different. Totally different, but I love it. Our, our prison families. It's a blended family, nonetheless, right? Nonetheless. You got that right, especially when you're serving life. <laughs> That's right. All right. So there we have it. The end of our episode tonight. We want to thank you all for joining us. We really, really appreciate your listening and following and liking and sharing. And we ask that you continue to stick with us. We promise you a very good ride. Um, Sean and I, my partner in crime, (laughs) love love you, girl. I love you (laughs) too, honey. We are doing this and we ask you to um, all of our listeners to continue to follow us on all our platforms and like and share um, from our transistor site. You can go to any platform that you listen to your pack podcasts on, you know, um, we welcome feedback, even if you want to send something to wifey and baby mama at gmail.com that is not a red line. Maybe it's just something you want to get off your chest. Absolutely. Even if it's a criticism or, you know, a, a feedback Sean and Sean. Yes. Accolade. We, we'll we accept it. it all. 
Yes. Accolades, negative feedback, negative criticism. You can't, if you're not willing to, um, you know, be criticized, you're not ready to grow. So whatever you have for us, just let, let us know. We're here for it. Let us know. All right. Thank you so much. And we will um, look forward to meeting and talking to all of you next week. Have a good one. Love you all. Bye.